Hello, everybody. It's your host again here, Nathan Rapaka with the Slice Podcast. Uh, So happy to be back here on this Wednesday morning here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, I I hope everyone's doing well, but everyone is staying safe. Um, it's, It's been a wild ride, obviously, since the French Open has ended a few weeks back. And, you know, Novak Djokovic ended up winning his 19th Grand Slam he is currently one away from Roger Federer and Nadal right now. So really exciting stuff going on in the tennis world and some also not so exciting stuff going on in the tennis world. So today's episode, we're going to really go over what are what's some of the big news going on in the tennis world. Some of the upsets, the injuries that are coming to Wimbledon and the players that are not playing. And also we'll really discuss, you know, is this Federer's last... Um, Hurrah, you know, is this Federer's last chance to win a championship? Um, Just so much to talk about today on the podcast. So we'll get started with the news. Um, The biggest news of the tournament, um, I think so far, the biggest news of the year for tennis is Rafael Nadal letting go, not going to play in Wimbledon or the Tokyo Olympics, which is a huge, huge surprise for a lot of fans and a lot of pundits and media reacting to the sport of tennis. Um, Very, very shocking stuff from what we heard with Rafa. And I think I couldn't believe it. I know um, I was talking to a couple of my friends on on my old tennis team, um, and they couldn't believe it either. This was really the first time we saw Rafa Nadal in a vulnerable position. I mean, we've seen him have so many injuries prior. And, you know, a lot of people say Rafa never had those injuries. People think he would have been the greatest player of all time, and I I probably would agree to that statement. But I think it's the first time I've seen Rafa just say, you know what, I care about more about my age right now. You know, really, I don't care what happens. I don't care if I can't compete. I just need to be better. And we saw that uh, with Rafa, and that really, really um, was a sight to kind of behold. You know, we've never seen Rafa pull out of Wimbledon and the Olympics like this before. I mean, he's pulled out of tournaments, but his explanation for pulling out was his age, which I was shocked about. Um, Very, very shocked that he would do this. Um, I think nobody in the tennis world saw this coming. Um, I don't think even Rafa saw this coming, but, you know, what do I think about this? Um, I think this just shows since his French Open defeat to – to uh, Novak Djokovic that he's starting to see that he's 35 years old. He knows there's not a lot of miles left in the tank. And I feel at the French Open, when he lost to Novak, I think he got a realization that, you know what? I'm not the top dog anymore. I'm not what I used to be. I mean, I can't even win the French Open. And this guy, Novak, is just too good for me. I really, really, truly think that he got a realization that he is not the same player as he used to be a few years back. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just really, really shocking to see Nadal take a drastic step like this. What does the future really hold for Rafa? I mean, I personally think if Rafa doesn't um, come back and do well at the U.S. Open, I think he's going to start thinking about retirement as well. From what it seems like, this year seems to be 
unraveling a lot of things in tennis, a lot of a lot of things in tennis that we have not seen before in the tennis world. And it's definitely something that we're we're gonna have to really pay attention to. And it's crazy with the domination of Novak Djokovic, you know, the men's men's tennis right now is just kind of hanging on to thread to see who can really um hurt Novak in a uh in in a tournament because right now Novak is just just easily easily just taking over the game and it's it's really crazy to see that no one's been able to step up and beat this guy so anyways guys so that's my take on the Nadal situation yeah I hope Nadal's fine I obviously he's not injured it seems it seems like he's just trying to recover his body because now is the time this is this is something Federer started to do when he was also 35. So I think he's following that same um, that same little step that Federer did back in the day, which is awesome. You know, always preserve your body and whatnot. I still think, you know, Rafa has a better chance of winning a tournament, um, way better of a chance than Federer has winning a tournament. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Um, but it's true. So anyways, that's my take on... Nadal. Next hot topic is Naomi Osaka. She will not be playing Wimbledon um, again due to she wants to take some time with her family again. Um, so that's another big uh, update in the news world. As you know, Naomi Osaka withdrew from the French Open due to the fact she was go- mentally not there. She was really depressed. She felt that um, she didn't want to answer any media questions because you know, it really gave her a lot of anxiety. And we, and we know from Naomi and kind of how she works, she does get anxiety a lot of the times when she has to talk about, um, talk in interviews because she's a very shy person. And that's something that has always been a issue for her. But also the fact that she wasn't in the greatest mental state, which is, you know, obviously really fine for her. It, it happens and whatnot, but yeah, just a very, very sad affair to see Naomi go out like that. I mean, we as tennis fans, we want to see the best um, play the best, right? We hate to see um, we hate to see people pulling out. We don't like it, especially the stars of the game. That's what really brings viewership um, to tennis, and the fact that we can't see that it's it sucks. <laughs> So, you know, hoping Naomi a great recovery. I hope she's going to be in a great headspace uh, next time. You know, we all really pray for her. And, yeah, hoping Naomi comes back strong for the U.S. Open and the Olympics, hopefully. Um, third thing that happened um, is Dominic Thiem. Yesterday, Dominic Thiem at the Mallorca Championships. He was up 6-2 in his match, in his first-round match. And he ended up injuring his wrist. Um as you guys know, Dominic Thiem has just had a really, really uh, fall from grace type of thing. Um, he has not been the same player since winning the U.S. Open um, last year. He's lost really early in rounds. He hasn't done well at the tournaments. He hasn't done well at anything. And I don't know if it's a mental thing. Um, you know, Thiem said he's out of form. So it and so the drought continues for Thiem. Now he's got a wrist injury on top of that. So. Now he is questionable for Wimbledon, which is a couple days away, or I think it's it's this Sunday or next Monday, not sure, but it's a really sad um, affairs for Dominic Thiem, who's really worked hard, and now the fact that he's has to um, 
you know, this happened to him, it's it's not good for him either. Another player who's suffering a lot. Um, so we wish Dominic Thiem a great recovery. Um, you know, we hope to see him back. Again, like I said, guys, the tennis world seems like it's hanging on a thread here. It's su- all the superstars, you know, all the main ones seem to just not been performing well. It's been all Djokovic, you know, that's really the only thing I have to say. But so, you know, we all pray for theme, speedy recovery. Hopefully he can play Wimbledon. My thoughts are that he's not going to. But again, so those are kind of the big takes for uh, for the big news in the tennis world. Um, you know, there's a lot of conversation about um, Wimbledon and the French Open, how quick the turnaround is. And it's two weeks to turn around. I think before it used to be actually shorter. But a lot of tennis players are starting to not like the switch that quickly to grass due to the fact that they have to quarantine and be stuck in a hotel in London. And, you know, that was a big issue when coming to the Australian Open as well. A lot of people were upset by that. So there is a lot of talk going on about how fair it is to have that um, quick turnaround. Um, Me personally, you know, I do think it's a very, very quick turnaround. Um, You know, I'm not a big fan of it, even though... uh, (laughs) You know, they've been doing it like this for years, but a lot of the thing about the grass and you'll notice this, there's a lot of upsets on Wimbledon versus like any other tournament I've seen on the men's side. There's usually a lot of upsets when it comes to Wimbledon, a lot of the top players. And this is also due to the fact there isn't a lot of grass court um, tournaments um, for the men's. There's only like one or two, it's Halle and Queens really that you're allowed to play. And I think there's one more lower level one, like a 250, but not a lot of the top players play there. So there's been a lot of talk about, you know, how can we, um, you know, really make this a better tournament? How can we um, uh, maybe extend the weeks for next year? Because a lot of players are starting to not really um, enjoy the fact that uh, they, they are made to, uh, you know, stay in their hotel and quarantine, um, which I understand, you know, not even able to get outside and practice. It it sucks. You know, I would be in that situation to where I don't want to be there anymore. So that's definitely a big issue that tennis is dealing with right now. Um, again, don't know why, but, you know, they've been doing it for years. I don't know why they just you know, can't change it if players are getting upset, but you know, it sucks. The tennis world is very, very harsh. And uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, those are kind of the big news topics when it comes to um, when it comes to what's going on in the tennis world. And the, you know, really the last thing I want to talk about, it's Roger Federer. Um, I would be remiss not mentioning um, Roger. Uh, It's, it's sad. I mean, it's really sad to get to where we are today. Um, you know, my whole life, I've been a, you know, Roger Federer fan. Everyone who are my friends, they know how much I idolize the man and how much he is a icon and how much I respect him for everything he's done for the sport. Um, he's a great man. But there comes a time in life where you have to look at the honest truth and you've got to see the writing in the wall. Fetter is not Fetter anymore, unfortunately, guys. I mean, he is not the same player he was in 2017 or 2019. I mean, I 
the I think this time the injury has really taken a toll on Roger. Um, I think I I just hate to to say it because it sucks. You know, he's forty years old in August, and you know we think of our favorite players all the time. Even me, when I was I'm a big Kobe Bryant fan, and you know I always admired him, and I always thought that Kobe was someone who would be immortal forever. I thought he was going to average 25 points his whole his whole life and that you know that was his end of, that was his career average but once the injuries happened he never was the same player and father time caught up with him he couldn't dunk anymore and I'm starting to get the realization this is the last stand for Roger Federer. I don't see Federer doing much anymore. Um I was reading an article this morning on tennis.com about um, is the end near for Roger Federer. Um, and as we know, Federer came back on the grass scene. I personally thought he had a decent run at the French Open. I think that was what we wanted. He had three matches he played. He got a lot of um, experience. But, you know, that last match against Cope for something happened to him. And the fact that he had to dog out that match, had a couple of tie breaks, went to 1 a.m. He could he didn't want to play the next match against Bertini. So, you know, Federer decided to go to Hala. Hala is a is his most winning winning um tournament. I think he's got ten uh titles there. Um he ended up having a tough first round. He played decent. He didn't really play that good against this qualifier. Then his next round he had a tough match against FAA, Felix Agor Alasayam, who's a up upcoming superstar in the game. Ended up winning the first set. Like I was super impressed with the last two sets. He played at a level I've never seen Federer play at. It was terrible. Um, I mean, it's it's actually crazy. Um, you know, and Federer explained in his interview in Holly, he slipped into a funk and he he said it himself. Look, I allowed him to win. Um, he was in a really bad mood. Um, he he seemed bewildered um, from what he said in the press conference. Um, I think um, he was talking to his coach Ivan Lubacic, and he told Lubacic like, "I was not in the mental zone that I used to be." Um, you know, I think a lot of us fans, Feder fans, want him to go out on top, especially at Wimbledon. This is the tournament. Even when Feder has a bad year, guys, Wimbledon is our saving grace because Feder does so well in Wimbledon. Even win or lose, he makes it at least past the semis every time. We all want him to go out winning Wimbledon, but I just don't think, in my personal um, opinion and a lot of media opinions, um, I don't think he should compete. You know, if he's at this level, you know, if he's significantly below Roger Federer levels, and this is what Chrissy Everett said, who's a crazy champion on the women's game. She's got a lot of grand slams. Um, if you're significantly below the level that you used to be, you shouldn't play. And I agree with Chrissy Everett. It's just weird because we don't want our lasting memories of Roger Federer um, to go out as someone who, you know what I mean? Like who did it who doesn't um who loses that way we don't want him to go out that way and I think um it's been tough for him I think this time has been too much he's had two two knee surgeries um he's played well since 2017 to 2021 two grand slams uh, three grand slams actually in four years which isn't bad for his age um but in Hala he was at a level that was so bad um 
And, you know, we don't even know his physical con- condition, you know. It's going to be very tough for him to perform on grass, especially not getting enough um, uh, matches. I mean, Federer's body language looked terrible in Holly. He just looked disappointed and didn't want to be there. I just feel, you know, I don't know how much left he has in the tank mentally. I think he can still compete with the top, and we've seen that, his comeback. We've seen he still can compete with the likes of a FAA, Marin Cilic. He, he beat those guys. He didn't beat FAA, but he went to three sets with FAA, who's a top, top competitor. The problem is he hasn't had enough matches. If he had, like, four or five matches, it would help. Um, and the good thing about the grass is, you know, uh, the good thing about the grass is it's a lot less um, physically demanding, which will help Federer get into a groove, which is why Federer's always been so good on the grass, even at his later age, because it's not as demanding as the other um, tournaments. So it'll be interesting, but he, I think he can get a few matches under his belt and go to the fourth or quarterfinals. But guys, I don't see Federer doing that well at Wimbledon either. I think it's a very... I think we're coming to the end here. And as fans, I just see his level dropping. I mean, it's it's hard to see. And I think the time for him is play out Wimbledon, play the Olympics, finish the year with the U.S. Open. But I don't think he should play after this year if he's at a level that is just not up to snuff with the top, top players. I mean, even the Dawes starting to kind of get into that groove where he's like, you know what? I don't think I can do it anymore. I got to take rest. So that's my hot take on Roger Federer. I think, you know, my prediction is this, and I hate to say it. Usually every year I'm optimistic about Federer. This is the first year I'm not optimistic. I'm not confident he is going to go past the fourth round in Wimbledon. Um, I am not confident at all. I think he's going to go to the fourth round. He'll play a seeded player, and he's just going to get run off the court. I don't see him going to the past the fourth round. And I see Novak Djokovic lifting the Wimbledon trophy to tie Nadal and Federer for 20 grand slams each. And he'll be one away from the counter slam and one away from the all-time slam, all-time grand slam. So anyways, guys, that's my hot take on Roger Federer. Um, Thank you again, everyone, for uh, coming on to this podcast. I'm listening in. We are a few days away or a week away from Wimbledon, and I can't wait. Wimbledon is my favorite tournament. Um, The good thing for everyone living in the U.S. is that you'll be able to catch Wimbledon every morning. Um, Usually Wimbledon on our U.S. time starts very early in the morning, like 5, 6 a.m., so you'll be able to catch all the big um, matches early on. Um, you know, one of my favorite Saturday mornings has always been waking up, watching Wimbledon. This is during like summer vacation um, in high school. I'm, now I'm a big boy. I have a job and everything. So I can't do this every day anymore. But like one of my favorite things, sporting things to do was me and my dad, we would always wake up every morning at 5 a.m. Every morning, it didn't Monday through Saturday because my dad had to work, and I would always watch Wimbledon tennis with my dad. It's one of my fondest memories um, with my father, and also, you know, the I've I'm so obsessed with Wimbledon, Wimbledon. Like some of the most the greatest matches are from Wimbledon. I think if you combine all four Grand Slams, the most iconic matches are from Wimbledon. Twenty two thousand eight, Nadal Federer 
2019, Nadal, uh, Federer, Djokovic, 2018, Djokovic, Nadal, Del Potro, uh, Djokovic, 2013, um, 2013 final, Andy Murray, Djokovic. I mean, I could, the list just keeps going on and on. 2007, Federer, uh, Nadal, 2019, Federer, Nadal. I mean, there's just so much to talk about with Wimbledon. I love Wimbledon. That's why it's a dream of mine to go, and it's my favorite tournament. I highly, highly encourage everybody to to get the chance, watch Wimbledon. It's a great tournament to watch. Um, you will not be disappointed. But anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, I'll be back with a lot more coverage once Wimbledon day one starts. Anyways, have a great day, and everyone stay safe. Bye-bye.